0: This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God. The senior pastor of Metamorphosis Christian Center, Pastor Fumi Ashaolu. Remain blessed as you listen. Let's be upstanding. We are saying Amen. And we are saying we agree with heaven. We agree with everything the Lord has intended for our lives. We say yes and we say amen in the name of Jesus. We say kingdom come to us. May the will of the Lord, the will of the Father be done in our lives, in our land, in our country, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask this morning, as we look into your word, we ask that you will speak your heart to each one of us. Let there be rain for every grass in the field this morning in the name of Jesus. Speak to us, O oh God, in the language that we will best understand in the name of Jesus. Instruct our hearts, direct us to this morning in the name of Jesus. We give you praise for we're in Jesus' name. Amen. Please let's open to Matthew uh, um, Media Team. Please can we have Matthew 10, 5 to 10 in message in the message translation? We're going to read it together. Matthew 10. Do we have the message translation, please? All right. People, let's read together. Jesus sent his 12 harvest hands out with this charge. Don't begin by traveling to some far-off place to convert unbelievers. And don't try to be dramatic by tackling some public enemy. Go to the lost, confused people right here in the neighborhood. Tell them that a kingdom is here. Bring health to the sick. Raise the dead. search the untouchables, Kick out the demons. You have been treated generously, so live generously. Don't think you have to put on a, a fundraising campaign before you start. You don't need a lot of equipment. You are the equipment. And all you need is to, keep you, to keep that going is three meals a day, travel lights. Amen. Did you see? Let's read that verse 10 again. It said, You don't need a lot of equipment. You are the equipment. All you need to keep that going is three meals a day. Travel light. Amen. Please be seated. Amen. You said? (laughs) It's true, actually. Three meals. How many people do three meals a day again? Not seriously because you can't afford it. I don't even think it's healthy for you as you grow older. Except if you were like the Lord Jesus. You know, when he was there, he was a carpenter. He was lifting things and doing some hard work. So maybe if you are doing very hard work like that, you can. Women will tell you that it's difficult to lose weight when you gain it, right? Yes. Yeah. so you start to do portion control by fire and by force. They don't need to tell you because it's not easy. It's easy to pack it on. But to get rid of it, you will do, you will do, is this Shege Pro max, they call it. <laughs> you will do and do before you can lose a kg. So I don't think anybody seriously needs them. Um, three square meals. But children, yes, they need it because they are growing. But you, you are no longer growing like that. So I don't think you need it. But then the the message is quite clear. What the Lord Jesus is saying here, he's saying you don't need a lot of equipment. You are the equipment. And that is the title of my message this morning. You are the equipment. We've been looking at inheriting the kingdom of God. We've been looking at the kingdom of God for a while. And I'm just going to, you know, stay or sit at that place and just look at all you know we want to just cover as much as the lord jesus said about the kingdom because the scripture says jesus came and he came preaching the message of the kingdom what he came here to do should be of importance to you and i he told us several things about loving one another he told us things about giving but he really really capitalized on the kingdom He came telling us that there is a kingdom of God that you have been brought into. There is a kingdom of God that has appeared, that has come on the face of the earth. And then he was telling us a lot of things about the kingdom. In this verse, in this chapter 10, he was saying to them, he was commissioning his um, disciples, commissioning them to go out and preach the gospel of the kingdom, which is what he came to do. He knew his time was, you know, was being, was, um, um, you know, he was getting rounded, he was rounding up. And so he was telling them, as I go, we, I need you to extend this work. I need you to keep this work going. I need this work not to stop. He has to keep on going. So in the light of, um, we're just taking the opportunity of the fact that as a church, we are moving from here, we are relocating into Garikitu. We are using this opportunity to remind ourselves again of the assignments of God for each and every one of us and for us as a community. At the beginning of the year, part of what we said is when you have a new day, uh, when a new day comes, when a new week comes, when a new month comes, when a new year comes, you have the opportunity of reappraising yourself, right? Reviewing what has gone on in the past and say, what has gone on? Do I want it to continue or do I want to break up from that past and start something fresh? So this opportunity that we have to leave this place and relocate into another place uh, we're taking it as a community to remind ourselves or give ourselves the vision that part of the reason, a major part of the reason why we believe the Lord has commanded our relocation is so that his work we progress. It's so that his work we get done on a larger scale. It will get done more everywhere we find ourselves. In Garikitsu, there's going to be work for you and I. Amen. We are not just moving and changing location. We are going there to also do or better, um, you know, prosper more in the assignment that God has given to us as a community. And as a, as a, as a pastor of the house, I, I, I take it as a strong um, responsibility to say to you again, you know, put it before you and say, part of the reason why we are moving is to do the work of God where we are going to. We are going to be doing more in that place. We will do more in Garkitu, but you will do more also in your own life, everywhere you find yourself. The work of God, you know, for as many of us as have um, um, volunteered and you are still volunteering and doing a lot in the house of God, we will keep that up. We will do work in garkitsu that we are going to. We are going to see to it that the kingdom of God comes into more lives. And that is why I've taken the liberty to dedicate a whole message to this. And maybe we'll stay on, you know, we'll we'll look at this for a while, especially this chapter 10. That there is work in your hands, there is work in my hands. As we are moving, let it be dawning on you that we are going for work. We are not going and going to sit down pretty in that place as we go. We are going to knock on doors. We are going to bring the life of God, the the, the kingdom of God to many individuals in that locality. And we are going to do the same in our own different um, locations to where we are. In your houses, in your offices, in your neighborhood, you are going to engage more. You are going to do more. What you have done before, you will keep up with it. Amen. So I want us to look at this chapter 10, we're going to start from verse 1, we'll just look, um, look afresh at what went on here, because there's a lot packed up here, and you can draw things for yourself, you can look at it and see yourself in this chapter 10. In this season where, you know, the world that we are in is a world where everybody is out looking for themselves, an average person is a selfish person, looking for how to also make ends meet the lord jesus is still daring to you know send people out to say see don't concentrate on yourself alone look out for men look out for women this is what you have been called to and we are going to just we'll keep um, you know emphasizing these things until it becomes our defaults until it becomes your default where and it will be when once it becomes your default we will know it will be obvious when you go out and you know that part of the reason why god has given you breath this morning part of the reason why the lord has given you food this morning is so that also you'll be on the lookout for others so that you will shine lights you know we have dwelt so much that's four weeks already looking at the names of um, the names of the church the different names of the church and stakemi kept saying again and again that all of these things that we are saying We want to see them in a local assembly, but know that the local assembly is you and I. As we go into the world, we want to see these things out there. The Lord Jesus said to them in verse 10, he said, you are the equipment. You need to understand that you are the equipment that I'm counting on. You are the one I'm counting on to reach the world, to reach, you know, your, your, your immediate environment and people far away from you, even from where you are in this city of Abuja. I am counting on you. That will be the crux of my message. You need to understand that you are the equipment. You need to understand more increasingly the assignments that God has given you. You need to understand the people that God has sent you to. I believe we have been sent to people in Garikitu. We have been sent to people in our neighborhood. We have been sent to people in our different offices. And you need to understand them. You know, I remember a story of, maybe I think I read it somewhere. Somebody said they sent him into an Arabic nation to go, and I think it was a Coca-Cola um, executive. He was supposed to go and spread um, um, uh, awareness about Coca-Cola in that Arabic nation and get more sales, let more people know about Coke if they were drinking whatever there before. me they were drinking Dr. Pepe. How many of us remember Dr. Pepe? <laughs> okay, there was a soft drink like that some years back or decades. If they were drinking Dr. Pepe, we want them to change allegiance and begin to drink Coca Cola. So the guy went into the place and he didn't really understand the people he was sent to. So he said he spent some good money to do an advert. And the advert did. The opposite of what it was supposed to do, some of you have read the advert eh? the advert in the advert, it had three columns, like a newspaper something, so the first portion it, it, was, it was just pictures he didn 't see anything and the picture was supposed to do the pictures were supposed to just do fantastic jobs. so the very first picture it showed a man that was fainting like in the desert you know Arab, Arabic nation where it usually is um, um You'll be thirsty, it will be dry and hot. So you have this picture of a man that was, that was fainting, you know, almost fainting, not able to walk straight and tired, needing a drink. So you have that picture. And then the next picture, you saw somebody offering him a bottle of Coke. And then the next picture, he was up and running and going again. He was fine, energy had come. So someone said, okay, so this is a good, fantastic. Isn't that a fantastic one? As in, if you are tired get a bottle of coke energy comes you can do your work he said yes it would have been a, it would have done a good job if not that i i forgot that where they sent me to they actually read from the back do you know the error that he did they read from the back meaning if you were energetic and doing very well you had energy you were going once you drink this bottle of coke you are going to faint." <laughs> So at the end of the day, he, undid, he he did the opposite of the work he was supposed to do because he did not take time to recognize the people he was sent to because they read from the back in those Arabic nations you read from the back. So when they are, I don't know how they write. I think they write from the back too. So they write. I think my husband went to um, Libya at some point. That was how I got to know. So you read things from the back, you write from the back, and you need to know. So we're not going to look at the people that God is sending us to. We're not looking at that today. Maybe we'll get into that next week. But the Lord Jesus, in this chapter 10, he broke down a lot of things for the people he was speaking to and sending out. He told them the work they were going to do. He told them the the ordeals and the troubles, the, the trials they were going to endure. And then he told them the kind of attitude or conduct they were supposed to have that see you're going to meet this kind of people you are supposed to be this kind of people amen so we're going to go through these things again and hopefully the lord will shine light upon your heart and you will you will pick a lot of things that will keep you going and keep you especially productive in this assignment that god has given to you in jesus name amen see it's important that we go through this sometimes i, I board a plane and you are ask, you, you are quick to ask once you get once you get into this thing to find out am i on the right plane because, of course, I'm, I'm sure usually they will call each other. But every time he comes to me, that let me not go and find myself in, um, somewhere else. You want to be sure that your ladder is placed on the right wall. Such that after climbing up, you are not entering the wrong, wrong place. You are not going in the wrong direction. Amen. See, this the one assignment that God has given to you and I, we can do a lot of things. And that is why we we'll dwell on this. Until it becomes our, it, it, until we have a paradigm shift. Until it becomes our default. Right, right now, most of us know that, get up in the morning. You know, you need to get going with your job, your business. You need to be about it because money must come in, right? You don't need to be told that anymore. It has become our default. We are trusting the Lord that this assignment also will become your default. Amen. It will become your default that everywhere, in as much as you, and that was why Jesus said, what you need is three square meals. Meaning, if you still have food, you have sustenance every day, you don't have a reason not to share the message of the gospel of the kingdom of God. You don't have a reason. That is the basic thing that you need. If you are alive, if you have breath, and there is nobody that is alive that doesn't have provisions what the scriptures is saying in that place not seriously if you are eating one two three meals what he's saying is if you are provided for if you have food to eat for one day you might not even have for tomorrow assured but you have for today then spread this knowledge today be on the lookout for someone or two people there are things that all of us can do amen i want to start from verse one of this chapter 10 it says here and when he had called his twelve disciples to him He gave them power. But let me start with just the fact that he called his 12 disciples to him. Who is a disciple? All of us here, once you've given your life to Jesus, you are meant to be a a, 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 a forever learner of Jesus Christ. Amen. You are learning his ways. You are taking teachings from him. And that's part of the reason why we come together every Sunday, every Thursday, Bible study times, prayer times. We are learning of Jesus. We are looking into this perfect law of liberty and learning what manner of men we ought to be. We are learning about the teachings of Jesus. So, a a, a disciple is someone that understudies someone else, that learns from or learns at the feet of another person. Someone that embraces the teachings of another. In this case, Jesus is the one that we are, we are the disciples of Jesus And so we are taking on his learning, his um, his teachings. We are learning from him. We are sitting at his feet as it were. He's not here anymore, but we have all that he did. You know, not all. Quite a number of the things he did written out for us. And all of these things can teach us, can school us. Amen. So he said, the scripture says here that he called the 12 disciples to himself. And he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of, of diseases. The first thing the Lord Jesus did here, in this chapter 10, if you, if you flip back or just read three, four verses before then, you will realize that in chapter 9 of Matthew, there was a problem. The Lord Jesus just saw all the people... They were walking aimlessly, and we still have these people around. We will forever have them until Jesus comes. And that is why your work and my work will continue to be relevant. That is why this scripture will continue to be relevant to you and I, because we'll continue to have men, women that are clueless, people that are lost, people that don't have a sense of direction, people that are confused in life. They are around us. You might be that person, maybe you just gave your life to Jesus newly. And even you yourself, you are still trying to understand. Part of, the, uh, your, uh, part of the solution to you, coming into a place where you are no longer confused, is that you learn the ways of Jesus. Is that you come around like this when church, you know, the, the, the church venue is opened and we have service, and you sit down and learn. Amen. So if you look in chapter 9, you will see people that were clueless. The Bible says in chapter 9 that... The Lord Jesus looked and he saw these people. They were like sheep without shepherd. They didn't know they were left from their rights. And the scripture says Jesus had compassion upon them. He looked at them and he was compassionate. He was like, hey, yeah, these people, they will continue like this, except somebody helps them. Amen. There are people in your family. There are people in your neighborhood. There are people in your office. There are people around you that will continue like that. My husband used to say that, you know, animals they don't need to teach them plenty of things everything like even um, non-living things they achieve their full potential guess who does not achieve his full potential except that person is taught human beings we need to be taught even when we are giving birth to children they teach us this is how to make milk come from the breast is it not so they teach us things to do when you are pregnant that will ensure that you have milk ready for the child when even when the child is here ah this is how you have to do it you have to put the child to the breast and you know allow the child be there and then the child will start they teach us things there are plenty things we don't know we teach human beings so there are people around you they are if you are just looking at them they they look like people that they, they know what they are doing but more often than not they don't know what they are doing God needs your intervention. God needs you to come into their lives. We have taught the Lord today about the fact that we are salt and we are light. We need to engage more with our societies. We need to be more engaging. We need to help more folks. Amen. We need to help them out of confusion. We need to help them out of difficulty, out of having no sense of direction. Your help is needed. Say to your neighbor, my help is needed. Say every day my help is needed. That is the truth of it. Every day your help is needed. So Jesus saw them in chapter 9, and he was telling the disciples, he said, Pray so that the Lord of the harvest will send harvest ants into the field. The, I think it was uh, or the embedded translations of the NLT that says in chapter 1, chapter 10, rather, that no sooner had the prayer been made like this answer came because immediately jesus made the prayers in um, chapter 9 the last verse of it chapter 10 verse 1 that was the solution to that prayer the lord jesus called people that had been with him disciples that had been learning of his ways people that he had been teaching his ways he called them and he, he, he gave them power he empowered them and then gave them a task, gave them assignment. In the same way, the Lord has called you, the Lord has called myself. He has empowered us with the help of the Holy Spirit. The Lord Jesus said, he said in Acts 1.8, he said you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses. You'll be able to go out and represent me. You'll be able to go out and be a salt indeed. You'll be able to go out and be a light indeed everywhere you find yourself. The little that you know, you can give it out to other people. It's not until... The truth is, all these people that Jesus called to be his disciples, they did not... It's today that we we'll look at them in the scriptures and we'll think of Peter. We'll think, ah, or God, Peter. Peter that preached and 3,000 people gave their lives to Jesus in one day. But it didn't start like that. As At the time Jesus met with Peter, what did Peter say? He said, I am a, I'm, I'm a sinner, depart from me. He said, don't come. When that, um, 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 when that miracle of the when Jesus used this boat, and then Jesus was like, put your net in this direction, and he had a mighty catch. He realized that, wow, of course, I think Andrew, Andrew's brother had told him before then that we have found the Messiah. So eventually he believed and he saw that it was Jesus. He said, Jesus, please depart from me because I am a sinner. The people that Jesus gathered together that are referred to as disciples here are not different from you and I. These people were not, there was not, nothing spectacular about them. All of them were ordinary men. Ordinary men, ordinary women like you and I. But they dared to believe in the call of Jesus. They said yes to Jesus. I'm wondering what the world or what even Abuja, what metamorphosis can be. If all of us here really say yes to the Lord, we are believing. We say yes to what the Lord is calling you to do. And you are not looking at your limitations. You are not looking at what you don't have going for you. You are not looking at the fact that I don't know so much Bible. I just got born again three months ago. What What do I know? What will I tell people? The little that you know you can say. All the Lord Jesus needs us to do at first is to agree and say yes. I'm saying yes to this call. These people were not different from you and I. They were not superb. They were not mighty men. and mighty. No, they weren't mighty. They were ordinary men. Ordinary men like you and I. Matthew, the Bible says to us, was a um, tax collector, right? Matthew was even like, I'm sure his people is like, you have Matthew in that mix you have peter you have james you have some other people you have simon the zealots the zealots is uh, you know when you say simon the zealots zealots is like uh, maybe another you have the pharisees the sadducees and then you have the zealots zealots will be like the people even from that name zealots people that are zealots people like simon are people like i don't even know how to call him people that were ready to take over the government from the romans they didn't want these Romans to be ruling them anymore. They, maybe the zealots will belong to like the SSS of our time, as in people that can kill, like all those is Navy SEALs they call. People that are, they are coded. They will be in your midst, oh, but they can do and undo. If they don't want your government, they can topple the government. They can, as in very, when you say zealots, he's zealous. And his zeal can be a wrong one. Amen. He can do it in the wrong way. I'm thinking to myself that if. Matthew had met with Simon the zealot in another garden before they met with Jesus. Simon could have killed him. He would say, you, you are a traitor. You are collecting tax from our people and giving it to our enemies. You know, that was what Matthew was doing. Matthew was a tax collector. So I don't think that Simon really, really liked him like that. But thank God they met at the feet of Jesus so they could work together as brothers but ordinarily these people were just like non-entities they were ordinary men ordinary women no the women were not among them or were not among the apostles as being recorded in this chapter 10 but these were ordinary people that god called god is calling you today too these people did not know that today we'll be talking about them they did not know that today their names will be written in this book but they just believed god they believe to follow God, and that is what I'm asking you to do this morning. You don't know what, can, what your life, what can come out of your life if you just dare to believe God. Dare to believe God and then take, you know, respond to this call of His. Jesus is not forcing anybody. In the same way, what I'm saying to you this morning, you know, calling you to this assignment and this task, it's a, it's, it's a volunteer thing that Jesus is asking you to do. Amen. Even though he commanded us all, but he's not forcing us. As at the time he was going in Matthew 28, that was exactly what he said to us. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to everybody. You can be doing every other thing. You can be making money, ends meat for yourself, make money available for you so that you can buy food, you can have clothes. But I tell you, one assignment that Jesus has given to us is this one. And you have to do it. It will pay you to reckon with it. On the day of judgments this is one assignment that all of us will stand and give account of how much of it have you done and these things are not difficult the scripture that we read said don't think of going to a faraway place it says Start from your immediate environment because god still has people in your immediate environment that need god that need the wisdom of god That need the direction of god That need the help of god and you know god to a to, to some extent you can introduce them to god you can say come let us pray let us take this to god all of these things this thing that i'm saying matters a great deal to the lord several of us are doing big works you know with your taking care of children taking care of the home ensuring that you are you are a good um a good um, um staff in your office and all of those things are beautiful but this one is equally important my people this is important that we reach out to men and women this is how the gospel is going to get spread to all the world we have to open our mouth up more to talk to more people amen so in verse in verse one we see them the lord jesus said he called the scripture says he called them he gave them power over unclean spirits he gave them power to heal. He gave them power to raise the dead. He gave them power to cast out demons. He gave them power. The Holy Spirit comes upon us and we have power with the help of the Holy Spirit to do a whole lot. Dr. De Dung was teaching, I think it was on Thursday at the PCG, and he was saying that is it possible that we have the Holy Spirit and we have Christians that don't have the power of god you know um, you know they don't experience the power of god they don't have the power of god and we said yes it's possible the truth is the the large majority of um, of believers that is where we are we have the holy spirit but then we don't have the power of god showing forth in our lives you just have a, a small percentage that have the power of god you know um showing in fact you know when the holy spirit comes upon you it, it, there is the Holy Spirit. There, there is the a sense in which the holy spirit comes upon us for work he comes upon us so that we can do work in the lives of other people and then the holy spirit is inside you to teach you there is a spirit within there is a spirit upon you amen is anybody understanding what i'm saying there is Holy spirit within you the lord jesus said he will be with you it will teach you, it will guide you, is your comforter. The Holy Spirit is inside you for your own use, for your own good, so that you can be led well, you can be instructed well. That is one level of it. There's another sense in which the Holy Spirit comes upon you so that you can be instrumental in achieving some things in the lives of other people. And Jesus needs you to have this measure or the measure of the Holy Spirit on these two levels. Where the Holy Spirit is inside you for your own personal use. For your guidance in life, He teaches us the scriptures. He speaks wisdom into our lives. You have direction. People can see your life and they can see order die in it. Amen. As we come closer to the person of the Holy Spirit, you just got born again. As you begin to walk with God, as you begin to walk with God, you, you, you get prayed for and you receive Holy Ghost baptism. At the end of the meeting, I'm going to you know, um, give opportunity to people. If you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, I'll pray with you this morning. So you have the Holy Spirit inside you as your teacher, as your comforter, as your guide, as your senior partner, directing you, instructing you. And then you have his gift, or you have the Holy Spirit upon you, in which you manifest the gift of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 12, you can write that down. You have the gift of the Holy Spirit listed out in that place for us, nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And it's important that as believers, all of us, we we we, we desire these gifts. First Corinthians fourteen says to us, Earnestly desire, desire this gift don't stay you know being a christian alone desire the gift of the holy spirit desire the the anointing of the holy spirit upon you so that you can be instrumental in in in, in dishing out the, the the power of god in releasing the power of god in being salt in being light in keeping darkness and decay away from your from from your um, you know vicinity your neighborhood everywhere you find yourself there is the power of god that is available to us through the person of the holy spirit you need to know that you have, you have the opportunity to have this power. To have it to manifest it also. Amen. So verse 1, the scripture says he gave them, he, he prayed for them. No, he, he, he gave them power rather. And he, he, he told them you have power over unclean spirits to cast out demons and the rest of it. Verse 2. Verse 2 says, now the names of the 12 apostles are these. I don't know if you are noticing this. In verse 1, what did he call them? Verse 1, he said he called how many? He called 12 12 disciples to himself. And then he he, he gave power, he released power over them. And in verse 2, they were no longer disciples. They were what? They were apostles. They were apostles. He said, now the names of the the 12 apostles are these. First, Simon, and you can look at this verse 2 and say, what do we have in verse 2? It's just a list of names that is from verse 2 all the way to verse to verse 4 you have the list of people's names God is a very very intentional God he knows each one of us by names all of these people if we read through the names yeah, I don't know how many of them eventually we, we remember the mention was made of their names later okay let's see Simon um, who is called Peter we heard about Peter later right we heard about Andrew later yes James, the son of Zebedee, yes, John, his brother, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, the tax collector, Matthew wrote us, he wrote a book for us, left us with a book, we have James. You know, if you look through all these people, out of these 12, maybe like, maybe like half of them are the ones you would say you heard about in, 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 the, in the New Testament. The rest of them, within, I'm not sure I heard anything about Alpheus again. I'm not sure I heard anything again about Thaddeus. I'm not too sure that they did. Maybe a mention will be made one or th- once or twice in the scriptures about them, but not so much. But it will interest you to know that much later in the scriptures, Revelations 21 verse 14, the scripture says these people might be, they might be unrecorded. Their names might be unnamed. But everything that we do for God, God never forgets. The scripture says in Revelations 21 14, much later, can we have that um, um, media team? it says these people their names were written in the foundation of that city that, that descended from heaven revelation 21 verse 14. i'm just trying to make you see here that these people in whatever it is that god has called you to do like stachemi was trying to say to us this morning you might not be up here preaching but that you are doing something for the lord every time there is a whole book right in the scriptures that is um, that is dedicated to just names and names and names right In the Old Testament, just names and names. That is to make you know that God reckons with all of us. God reckons with you. He reckons with the work that you do. And if you leave things undone also, it will show later. The scripture says here, the wall was set on 12 foundations. The names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb inscribed on them. So there were these apostles that we did not hear of again later on. But the scripture says at the end, they weren't forgotten. What you have been called to do might not be so much of um, what other pastors do. Stand here. But that little thing that you have been called to do in your neighborhood, in your office, in your, in your, in your family, heaven reckons with it. God reckons with it. These people here much later mention was made of, 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 of their names. It says the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb inscribed on the walls on the yes on the walls we have 12 foundations and in the 12 foundations you have the names of all these 12 apostles that we just read off here inscribed on it you might not have been called to do something that is spectacular but we need to embrace these assignments more that is all i am standing here to say. we need to embrace these assignments it might not be in the open but there are lives that will go down the drain there are lives that might not meet with jesus there are lives that might not be might not come to have a meaning if we do not rise up and do something amen if you don't rise up and do something we were at um, Kuchingo myself and uh, i think about and sister debbie on friday one of the women that was given money to you know um, um, expand her business or something said she had finished and she brought, she said, I'm done with it. And then she was returning the money. And in their place right now, where they used to send their children, um, they used to pay next to nothing at school fees. The place was demolished. Where, with this um, WK, um, you know, restructuring and all that. The place was demolished. And the, when we went last week, the woman was saying, please pray oh, because we don't know where we send our children to right now. Because they've demolished the school they used to go to. They used to pray next to nothing. The school is gone now. So she was like, please pray for us so, so that we will, we will send our children to school. Only for her, we saw her this Friday. She was returning the money, she was, the loan she was given to expand her business. To say, I, 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 I'm doing well in my business right now. I can return this loan. Even when, you know, I was in a dilemma. I didn't know she died because truly when we gave the money, we were saying, we just take it that this money is as good as gone if he comes back blessed be god but if he doesn't come back it's okay but we're supposed to like monitor them give counsel so that they will do something with it but well like let them even do something with it and this woman was returning it not only was she returning it she was saying to us that our our children because i said okay so school we i saw one school we're coming here now people in uniform running around and you said they demolished one she said that one is actually private So it's more expensive. But she says she's made up her mind. She has money now to send her children there. If we did not go, you might think that what you are doing is little. But the truth is, those children, if we had not gone, if we had not given intervention, financial intervention, we preached the word of God to them. Taught them to pray. Abista Debbie, some of them are saying, I wake up to pray now after you taught us to pray. Giving your own contribution. Amen. If we did not go and give that money to her, help her to expand, the Lord knew what will come ahead. I'm not saying God sent wicked to come and demolish anything, but God sees. He sees ahead. This woman took the money. There are, the same people, there are some people in that same place that took the money and they would not done anything with it. Some people went to bury father with it. I was told on Friday, her mother died and she went to do, uh, do um, 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 burial. I said, okay, we shall come back and do a review. But if we did not go, but of course not so much to punish, is to help them. Amen. Is to help them, provide counsel. But if we did not go, this woman probably will not have the opportunity of sending her children to school this coming Monday right now. But she took what we, what we gave to her. What do you have also that you can give? It's not until we have money. Giving counsel, you know, sustaining hope in someone, telling the person it will be well. Telling them you don't need to turn and do this evil. It goes a long way. Amen. We need to be there for these people. We need to recognize that we are the equipment that God is relying upon. We need to remember more often than we have been remembering. That we are the souls. We are the lights. We are meant to bring preservation. We are meant to bring life. We are, we are peace carriers. We host the presence of God. Amen. You are deliverance bringer. You are are dispensing the healing of God. You have the healing strength of God, the healing virtue of God, the healing anointing inside you that you release to these people. Amen. You need to recognize, you, you, you you have to come to terms with the fact that you are the equipment. You are the equipment. You are the one the Lord God Almighty is depending upon. It might not be sending you right now to thousands of souls. It might be sending you to two, three, four, five souls in a week or in a month, but we need to be faithful with those people. Amen. Somebody invited a neighbor to church today. You don't it's the beginning we see. You don't know how far-reaching that decision can be. That she decided I'm going to invite my neighbor come to church. You don't know how far-reaching, and this is how God builds his kingdom. He's not on the high and mighty things. The high and mighty things, the spectacular things might come. But he needs us to be concerned about the little, little ones of come to church. Can we pray? And we will keep drumming these things into our ears until it becomes our lifestyle. Until you don't lie down in bed at the end of the day. Having not done anything to push forward the kingdom of heaven. If God has provided you with food for that day, then you need to do something about the kingdom pushing it forward you are life for it you are life for it much more than you are life for your job and your work and we do fantastically well on our jobs and our businesses and we make god proud as we do it because it is expected of you amen but the same way we have understood that we need to understand what i'm talking about this morning in a clearer light we need to understand it better We need to wake up looking out for opportunities to engage more people. Amen. Okay, so we can say it's just a list of names from verses 2 to 4. But it is to make you know that God reckons with us. God reckons with us. It takes His time. Everybody's name got a space in this place. That is that God values people. He values you. He values your contribution. There is a book of life book of uh, the lamb's book of life yes revelation says to us that will be opened on the last day everybody on earth will wonder that their name is written in that book is, is that not the, is that not the case yes god values our names he values us he values the contributions we bring he values what we bring on the table he doesn't look down on anything at all he doesn't amen verse 5 Verse 5 says, that these twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, commanded them, saying, do not go into the way of the Gentiles and do not enter a city of the Samaritans. Jesus started out by telling them what not to do. Before he started telling them what to do. But that word that says, he gave them this charge. That word charge, in some scriptures you'll see it, he gave them an order. He gave a commandment. That word is a word that I, I can, the, 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 it has like four other uses that we just want to reel out to you. And you can, you can just pick anyone because it's the same thing that the Lord Jesus is saying to you this morning. He said Jesus sent his 12 hands out with discharge. Did that word charge, in some translations you have it as order, in other places you have it as a command. Let me just say to you what that word says. That word is the same word that is used when you, when you are saying that a king is given a command to his his subjects is the same word so it's like jesus this morning also standing up as a king and saying to you and i giving us a royal command giving a royal command to his subjects is the same word the lord is saying he's issuing it to us like a king he's issuing it to us and asking us to go on and expand his rule expand the territory amen go on and colonize more people that is the word colonizes you are bringing them from one culture and introducing them into another culture the culture of the kingdom that you have become a part of it is like a king saying you are my ambassadors i'm sending you as a nigerian ambassador i'm sending you into the united kingdom this is what i expect you to do is that same word he gave them this charge it's the same word that a man can use like you are calling out to your friends and you are saying, I have, a, I have a big project. I have a big mission that I want to accomplish. And I need your help. I need you. someone in his friends to say, come join me on this assignment. It's the same thing that the Lord Jesus is saying to us. As friends, he's beckoning to you and I this morning. He's saying, I have this mission. I have this task. I have this assignment. I have this grandiose you know, plan. And I'm calling you to be a part of it. Make it happen for me. How many of us are saying yes to the Lord? How many of us want to say yes, not in the, in the sweet uh, by and by, in the small way we've been doing it, but want to be more alive to it. We are asking that the Lord will help us. Help me to remember that you have called me as your friend. Called me to this mission. You have called me to this assignment to make it happen. And I want to contribute to my quota to make it happen. I want to be more alive to it. I want to reckon with these assignments more. This same charge, you know, the word charge there is the same, is the same word that you use in the, the military term also. That is used when a, let's say, a general is speaking to his commanders and saying, I'm sending you out to get this task done. It's the same word. So Jesus can be looked at, you know, this morning. He can be looked at as a general, as a as as Lord of hosts the lord of our armies and is sending us out when a military general stands and is, is commissioning his commanders to get something done they don't you know um you know um take it with levity it's a command i'm praying that the lord will help us to open up our hearts to this more i'm saying this because as team leads As individuals, as members of the community, as we get into Garikitu, our minds, we are trusting that the Lord will open up our minds. And your answer now will be off. You'll be looking for how, how, how. How do we reach more people in this place? How do we reach out to families in this place? How do we reach out to to, to businesses in this place? We want ideas to start coming up. You can take your car and just drive around the whole of that place. You can look at the map of, of Garikitu and just look and say, God how do we begin to colonize the people in this place for you how 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 we are going to keep doing what we are doing in the church We will keep volunteering our time for 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 at the worship team, at the media desk, at the at the uh, ushering team, and you know children's church everywhere we we uh, we we, we, um submit or supply our our hours and do the work. We're going to keep those ones going, but we are going to also engage with the place at the at the place where the Lord is taking us to. We are going to also engage in in increased measure in our different homes, in our different neighborhoods. Amen. This is the heart of the Father. So it's the same word that you find. Amen. It's that same word I said in four, four, um, it, 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 it's used. The usage is in like four different instances, right? You also have the teacher sending out his students. I've taught you. Now go into the, go into the marketplace. Maybe you just, you just got a PhD, you just got a master's degree in something. What you have learned, go and replicate it. Go and make use of it where you have found yourself you know spread the teaching in the same way god is expecting us to spread and that is why we will keep coming to the lord to learn of him to learn at his feet so that you have more to give you have more to give to them to the world around you in the name of jesus amen so he said to them i'm going to be rounding up now he said to them he said don't go to the don't go to the um don't go to the gentiles don't go to the samaritans he said go to the lost sheep of the house of israel and as you go so he was saying to them this is what you are going to do you are going to preach to them so he gave them a speaking assignment and he also gave them assignments of what they will do i'm thinking that part of the reason why he said don't go don't go to the samaritans because some of us find it difficult Ah, why did jesus why was he being like that why was he saying just go to the, the, the the jews Don't go to the Gentiles. Why? Jesus should be for everybody, right? But I'm thinking that he wanted there to be um he wanted there to be concerted efforts. He wanted there to be a focus on a region so that it can be thoroughly done. Or you know, don't spread yourself thinly because there were just twelve of them he was sending. And okay, yes, one of some of us might be saying this morning that okay, but then I'm not an apostle. You know, the same thing the Lord Jesus said in this place, if you flip over to Luke chapter ten. Luke chapter 10, let's look at verse 1. In in chapter 9 of Luke, you find him commissioning the apostles in chapter 9. He sends the apostles out in chapter 9 of Luke. So if you look at Luke's accounts, you see that the same thing that the Lord Jesus said to the apostles, he said to the disciples. So you might be here and you are saying, "Eh, but then uh, verse 2 says, and his 12 apostles. I'm not apostles. Just listen. Verse 1 of Luke 10, are we there? Verse 1 says, later the master selected how many? Seventy. My own version says, yes, he selected 70 also. And he sent them out. These 70 were disciples. They were not apostles. Amen. And if you read through what he said to them, the same thing. Later, the master selected 70 and sent them ahead of him in peace to every town and place where he intended to go. The Lord is sending us out also into Garakit too because he intends to go into the place. He's sending us ahead because he's coming to them. Their king is coming, amen. We have people that are laboring in that field already. We have churches that are laboring, correct people. Tongue talking, correct amen um, um, uh, people that have their allegiance to god doing correct work in that neighborhood in that vicinity in the whole of Garukitu and its uh, environs but the lord is adding us to the mix amen he's taking us there increasing the energy increasing the light increasing the power that will be upon that piece of land in this in this city of abuja amen so the scripture says the lord sent them out into the places where he also will yet go we are being sent ahead into this field. We, t- we are taking this garkitsu as our mission field. We are taking it as a place where the Lord has given us assignments. And as we do the work in that place, it should remind us that it's the same thing we are doing in our homes. Amen. It's the same thing we are doing in our offices. It's the same thing we are doing in everywhere we find ourselves. Our neighborhood is just not in garkitsu. But garikitsu will always point you back to all the other places. Because we come to church how many minutes? How many minutes in a week we gather as church rather? How many minutes in a week? The bulk of the week, you are out there and the Lord needs us to find to flame. You know, people whose light is about going out. People who are, you know, losing touch with the Lord or people that don't even know the Lord at all verse 2 of Luke 10 says he gave them this charge this is the 17 now not the 12 apostles though. he gave them this charge he said what a huge harvest okay let's um, let's go down so but you will see is the same thing and he said in verse 3 can we go to verse 3 verse 3 says on your way but be careful this is a zaddos work you are like lambs in a wolf pack okay verse 4 Travel light, comb and toothbrush, and no extra luggage. Don't loiter and make small talk with everyone you meet along the way. Yeah? You enter a home, greet the family peace. If they, are, if, they, if they receive you, leave your peace with them. If they don't receive you, dust your feet and be on your way. But he said to them, you are the equipment. If you go deep down, he said, um, don't think... Okay, let me just leave it because I'm running out of time. But in the same, if you read through from that Luke 10, just read down. It's the same thing you found in this Matthew 10 you will find in here. The same thing he did with the 12 apostles, he did with the 70 disciples. So you might be saying, I'm not an apostle, but are you a disciple? Are you following Jesus? Are you learning at his feet? Then yes, this is for you. This call is for you. These people were at liberty to say yes. They were at liberty to say no. You also are at liberty. But I'm advising you this morning that we will say yes more to the Lord. We will say yes more. We'll be more alive to this assignment. We'll be more alive to this task that the Lord has, uh, he has called, you know, he has given you. He's calling you to. This assignment, it, it's, not, it's, not, it's not coercing us. It's not forcing us. But this is how the kingdom of God gets expanded. This is how it becomes spread. This is how it increases. This is how you have more light in a particular um, um, location. Amen. We are meant to go out there and, you know, talk to people. Let them know that the kingdom of God is close to you. The kingdom of God is knocking at your door. Allow Jesus, allow God have the reign and the rule over your life. That is what we are about. We are asking these people that they will make the Lord Jesus their Lord indeed. That they will make him have the reign and the rule over their lives. Because our lives become a lot better as we allow him lead us amen so the lord is counting on us as we go into um the week as we cross over into another month as we go towards the end of the year we are praying that this will become more of our reality we will be more awakened to these assignments to this task this week as you go again you are going to be on the lookout for people that you can tell that the lord jesus is lord You'll be on the lookout for people that you can pray with. This is how the kingdom of God comes into their lives. You are going to be a vessel. We have seen several people. We have seen people that allowed God come into the world through their lives. They have showed us what, you know, it can be walking with God. We want to see what it can be also when you are fully surrendered to the Lord. When you are more surrendered to the Lord. We've seen a measure, but the Lord is asking for more. Amen. The Lord is asking we will be more, more responsible as, as um, citizens of this kingdom of East, That we don't keep what we have gotten to ourselves. In this same chapter 10, the Lord, the Lord Jesus was saying to them, he says, See, freely you have, give, you have received. Freely give. You did not pay for what you have. Give it to other people. Don't let them have to struggle and fall and falter and learn the bad way when you can step in. And release the word of God to them. So the Lord Jesus said to them, Preach the gospel. And he also said, You are going to be doing some things. You are going to heal the sick. You know, we don't have the time to go into that. We don't have the you know, you're going to heal the sick, you're going to raise the dead. And we, we have to look at that command on in two levels also. There there is a physical aspect, there is a spiritual aspect. I believe that part of what Jesus came was to bring physical healing to people's bodies. And so we will release physical healings. But there are also people that are sick spiritually. There are people that are dead in trespasses and sins. That we need to call out of that death and bring them into life. Amen. There are people that are leprous. Scripture says, cleanse the lepers. Cleanse them. People that come into pollution through sins. It said, bring cleansing to them. Amen. Cast out demons. This is part of what you are supposed to do as disciples of jesus christ i want us this morning to just say yes to the lord some more say yes to the lord and say god help me to see these opportunities because the holy spirit is, is faithful he will bring you people this week god you know we don't want them to go back at the end of the week we'll say okay nobody reached out to this person so we try again next week we try again next week there are people the Lord will bring across your path tomorrow. If you don't do nothing, then heaven will need to orchestrate somebody to reach out to them by, by Tuesday. If nobody reaches them, heaven will need to look for somebody else to reach them on Wednesday. But I want us to pray and say, God, help me. Let my eyes be open to these people. Let me be more awakened to this responsibility. You are going about your normal activities. You are going about your day-to-day activities. But you are going to be on the lookout for these people. You are going to be on the lookout. And we, are, we, we as a people, People also, I want us to begin to pray into our assignment as we go into Garikitsu. We're saying, Lord, why are you taking us there? For who are you taking us there? Who are the families? Who are the people that you are taking us there for? in the name of jesus help us to let our paths cross their paths let us recognize them in the name of jesus begin to give us a burden for these people in the name of jesus so you are praying for yourself as you go into the week you are praying that the lord will help you to see the people he's bringing across your path that you are supposed to help you are supposed to give help to you are supposed to release life to release healing to you are supposed to ask for deliverance to come into their situation ask for salvation to come into their salva- into their situation as we go through the week and you're also asking that the lord will begin to embody you the lord will begin to envision you also he will put a burden for the people that he has in garkitu he will put a burden for them in your hearts In the name of Jesus, the Lord will begin to give you a vision of these men, these women, these children. The Lord will let you know what manner of man, what manner of woman are you supposed to be, what kind of uh, people are we supposed to be as we move into that place. How do we begin to engage? Lord, we ask that you begin to speak to our hearts in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to just make a call if you are here. And you've not been baptized in the Holy Ghost. Can I see your hands up? I will will need somebody to just pray for you at the end of the meeting. Is there anybody here that would want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Okay, we don't have anybody, so I'm going to just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we'll give you praise this day. We thank you, Lord, for reminding us of these assignments that you have given to us all, your disciples. Thank you for this commission. Thank you for this task. Thank you for this mission. Thank you for the command that you have released over us. Lord, we pray that you will help us, that we'll continue to expand the frontiers of your kingdom with each passing day of this week in the name of Jesus. Help us, O God, to be alive and awakened to our responsibilities as dispensers of life through the help of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name, that we will release your healing, we will release your peace, We will release comfort. We will release joy, hope. We will release deliverance. We will release um, salvation. We will release healing upon men, upon women, upon families, children. As we go into this week in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that we will function as your harvest hands indeed. This week in the name of Jesus. You said to them, you said a laborer is worthy of his wage. As you go, don't be concerned so much about about how your needs will be met you assured them that their needs will be met and therefore lord i speak over your people this morning i declare in the name of jesus every of their needs is met in the name of jesus financial needs are met physical needs are met emotional needs are met spiritual needs are fully met in the name of jesus lord i declare healing complete speedy full healing upon the bodies of as many as are here as many as are listening listening online in the name of jesus every provision that we need to live and enjoy this week lord i receive in the name of jesus for every individual we declare that there will be no lack in the name of jesus you said to them you said a laborer is worthy of what of what he needs and therefore lord we declare you are our shepherd we do not lack anything We have full, we have abundant satisfaction, abundant provisions in the name of Jesus. We declare also that we will enjoy peace in our hearts, in our bodies, all around us, in the works of our hands. Peace upon our businesses, upon our jobs, in our families, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father, for we've prayed in the name of Jesus. Amen.